This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Hour. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 54 of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Mr Johnny Seven here as always, with Mark Mack. Yeah, and it's, I've been looking forward to this one. We've actually got a real game this weekend. It's a, exciting, isn't it? A real game. It all kicks off uh, this Saturday. At what stadium is it called, Mark? Uh, not Filbert Street, is it? No, it's not Filbert Street It's not anymore. the Walker Stadium. No, it's not the, uh, the Chris Bowl anymore either. Uh, it's now the King Power Stadium. The King Power. Um, so hopefully we can go there and play with power and become the kings of Leicester. Yeah, if you say so. Um, that was so cheesy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I think we might have to edit that out. No, we haven't got an editor, though. Oh, well. Um, so, we'll have a preview of that game uh, coming up at the end of the show. But we will start off. We've got a few games to talk about uh, this week before we go to our news and social media. Do uh, we have to talk about them? Well, I suppose we should. Uh, we should, really. Uh, did I put a question out this week on our Facebook, which we won't include in our social media, but what are you most sick of? And I think I am most sick of people saying it doesn't matter it's only a friendly when we just watched us get beat by some nomad team from germany after fo- uh, following another um nomad team well maybe not nomad from spain uh, it, turning us over it's funny that isn't it how it, you know it's only they're only friendlies when you're not doing very well but if you're doing well like last year when we were doing well and you know in the, the competition over in america we were beating like juventus you know and we played real madrid everyone was thinking Hey, good signs here. This could be good, this. So, you know. If they they were only friendlies and they didn't matter at all, why would you have them? Well, I I, want to add to that a little bit. Um, We're saying it doesn't matter, Tony, pre-season. Leicester and Leicester City fans have been unbeaten pre-season and they're saying it doesn't matter. Liverpool beat Dortmund and they're talking about winning the league. Well, they always talk about winning the league, don't they? So, so they, let them get on with they're it. They're saying Coutinho is the next great hope. Right, okay. Because of one good performance in pre-season. Pre-season doesn't matter. Let's wait and see. Yeah, so, uh, back to back to the Blues. Um, we recorded this last Wednesday. You probably would have got it from Thursday onwards. Well, you would have got it from Thursday onwards. Uh, so, we didn't know how the Celta Vigo game uh, would uh, transpire. And um, it's probably a good job. Yeah, it is a good job. Uh, funnily enough, on last week's podcast, we were talking about links to a certain Celta Vigo winger called Nolito. Um, we didn't know too much about him. We, we know a little bit more now, and the fact he scored a hat-trick past us uh, at the, the friendly over at Fenton Park. Yeah, I mean, they, they started off well, and, um, you know, busy. They looked uh, quite quite a decent football inside. Uh, and we managed to take the lead through uh, Aidan McGeady. It seems like ages ago. It was McGeady, wasn't it? Nice yeah, little, it was McGeady. Nice little yeah. side-footed finish. Um, and then there wasn't really much more uh, you, can, you can take from the Blues attacking-wise after that because we just went downhill from there and Nolito took over. Yeah, I mean, I must hold my hand up. I've only seen very brief highlights of the game. Um, but <laughs> after the goal, it became... the the Nolito show, didn't it? And the, well, for the, for half at least. Yeah, for at least a half, and you know, we say we've been linked quite heavily with this player, and since this game, there's been a lot of Evertonians saying whatever it takes to go out and get him. I'm not convinced. I think he just had a, a good day, probably at the right time, 
to convince Evertonians. I mean, you have a look at his history. I think he started at Barca, um, didn't really make the grade there, but there's no shame in that because unless you're a worldie, you don't. Uh, I think then he went to Benfica and didn't really figure too well there either uh, and has now ended up at Celta Vigo. So he's only really uh, come to prominence over the last season or so. Uh, I think you said he scored quite a few goals, didn't he, last season? He got 15 last season. So, and then he scored a hat-trick past us. In, in a half. Yeah. Um, Stephen Naismith scored a hat-trick in a friendly last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, is that really a major sign of, you know, a player's true potential? I don't know. I mean, one of his goals, I mean, all three of his goals came from sloppy sloppy play by us. I can't, the first one, um, I think it was a decent take, another, like a side foot on the half volley. The second one uh, was another error at Prenton Park by John Stones, who was just... Um, he doesn't like playing a Tramia, does he? Does all the Stonesy? No, we got the ball stuck under his feet. Nolito robbed him. And uh, it was pretty much deja vu from uh, from the week before or two weeks before. Where does he play deja vu? Is he the front? Or? Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, goalie comes running out this time, Tim Howard. And Nolito just a superb little chip over him. Great finish. But, you know, there were question marks over Joel uh, when we played against Tramia over whether Tim Howard would have done better and the answer was right there, he didn't. <laughs> so far in the pre-season friendlies, it doesn't look like Tim Howard's brought his uh, squirrel cup form back home with him, does it? I mean, he, we'll go on to the Paderborn game and he did actually make a few saves in that game, but yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, uh, the the third was, uh, you know, a shot that was probably heading a little bit wide, took a deflection and went in. And said, and nothing really Tim Howard could do about it. Uh, the only other, I mean, there was a lot of substitutions made by them uh, and by us, like sporadically throughout the game. Uh, but if that was a Premier League game, there would have been a few red cards, I'm telling you. Because, um, I mean, we had a few tackles going in a bit high, but they just took it upon themselves to kick us off the path for the second half. And, you know, the, the second half particularly, I mean, the game was already, you know, over, uh, but some nasty challenges going in there. Well, there was one in particular on James McCarthy, wasn't it? That was an absolute horror show. Yeah, it could have been a, could have been easily, a leg breaker. Yeah, could have could have ended the career. Um, you know, and it's funny, isn't it? You know, you have these stereotypes of different nationalities and the way they play football, and you'd always think the Spanish are a bit, you know, they like to hide the fouls a little bit. They're a little bit more. Snidey, you would say, but there was no height at some of these, was it? It was like no, definitely assault. Not. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, th- that's no excuse for the game. The game was poor uh, from our part. You know, I mean, you, you, the positives you could take out of it again with the run out and the added fitness of the players. Uh, a couple of youngsters got to run out again. Um, I think there's been some criticism of uh, over the last few games, which we can go into again, carry it over. But in particular, in this game, from just position wise. Uh, Tony Hibbert got because uh, he was got Nolito was like on their left wing stroke up front, and you know the goal all goals came from him. And Hibbert, I think, has been rather harshly criticised on that. He just had an outstanding half this this lad. So um, yeah, no, well, I th- I've seen Hibbert get criticised all the way through the pre-season campaign. Um, I don't particularly think it's been harsh criticism. Some, I think some I think of it has. Some of it's been very deserved. Some of it has, some of it hasn't. I mean, you know, a lot of those players made mistakes. John Stones made um, has made a handful of like 
I mean, you can't say high profile, but you know, prominent mistakes. Uh, and you know, everyone's saying he's the great. You know, he's he's, he's going to be England captain still. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, obviously, these mistakes, these ones aren't high profile because it's a friendly. If he keeps making those mistakes in the Premier League, they will quickly become high profile. So, uh, yeah, he obviously does need to sort of get his head back in the game and get his concentration level sorted. I think they were all, they were all, every every player out there was giving the ball away. I think Osman came on was giving the ball away. Baines was giving the ball away. I think uh, McGeady did all right. Um, I think you know, but he was giving the ball away as well. Every, every one of those players out there. We've talked the last couple of weeks about Naismith being up front on his own, um, and uh, you know he, he needs to play off someone, and that was ev- evident in the uh, Celta Vigo game, and we did our predictions from you know going into the next game, um, Paderborn, and we said we, we said that Besic was going to start, we said Morales and uh, Lukaku were definitely going to get run out. What happened? Uh, they didn't. Shortly after we uh, uploaded our podcast, it was revealed. That uh, they were still not going to be fit, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty much. Obviously, we're, we're glossing over these games because uh, there's a lot of things to get through this podcast, and and you know, in all honesty, we're getting a little bit bored of these preseason friendlies. But uh, so that's the Celta Vigo game. That was the Wednesday night. As we said, we believed obviously that would be a much more full strength Everton going into the Paderborn game on the Saturday. Um, so. As you said, we thought Morales would be back. We thought Lukaku would be back. This wasn't to be the case, unfortunately. And we went with a very similar side again uh, out in Germany. Yeah, although uh, Chris Long got a run out up front. Uh, so we started up front. And I thought I thought Smith was a set to start as soon as he heard Lukaku was um, w- was out. But Chris, he put a little bit of faith in Chris Long. And uh, he repa- repaid that faith with a uh, superb opener. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a strong team to start with, wasn't it? Obviously, Howard is in goal again. Um, you know, you looked in the midfield. Jags there. was back, Jags was back in. Yeah, Jags was back. Uh, Pienaar was playing, so it was Baines and Pienaar down the left. We had Hibbert McGeady down the right. Uh, Barkley started the game, didn't he? He did, I yeah. I remember, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. did, yeah. Um, so it was quite, you know, quite a strong team. Bessage started. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> started, yeah. Again, looked fairly fired up from the start. Managed to get himself booked in about three minutes, I think it was. Yeah, and how he, how again he wasn't sent off because he got about ten last warnings, didn't he? He did, yeah. I've got a feeling he's going to be quite volatile this season. I, I I I put out on our Facebook about a comparison. You know, you compared him to Tim Cahill just by from our view in the rafters when we when we watched the uh, the friendly against Porto. Um, but playing wise, I, I I can only compare him to Olivier Decor, because um, as soon as he came in, he made that same kind of impression. Good on the ball, could spray a pass out, but he loved uh, a risky tackle, didn't he? I've seen somebody say this lad is Joey Barton the second. Well, hopefully without being a novice. And hopefully he'd be better than Joey Barton. Well, I well. mean, I I like Joey Barton as a player. Obviously, I mean, I think Bessage could could be a lot better. Um, you know, I mean, I saw some, I saw some, uh, something from over the summer as we surface now about uh, when Bosnia played Argentina, and uh, the Bosnia coach said uh, how he would handle uh, Messi. He put he man marked him out the ga- out the game by putting Besic on him. So I mean, that's you know that's some job, and he handled it well. So uh, high hopes for him, uh, definitely, and you know he. He, he, he continues to make an impact. You know, he's got a great touch on the ball. 
his passing, you know, some of that passing, first time passing, long and short, is excellent. But he is very feisty and will definitely, definitely get a few bookings and save a few suspensions, I think, over his Everton career. Uh, so anyway, back to the Paderborn game. I, I, you know, watching the game, I thought in the first, the first half, the first twenty minutes, it was quite an open game, quite end to end, really. Um, everything that Everton did well went down the left hand side of the pitch. Uh, Baines, Pienaar both looked fairly lively. Yeah, I thought they did all right. Yeah, uh, and then obviously uh, Everton took the lead, as you say, from from Chris Long. Uh, good build up down the left. Uh, the ball came across into the area, and, and a good. Uh, take from long, bit of bit of skill, uh, and a great finish. Yeah, and we haven't uh, seen that kind of ingenuity in the box, have we, for a little while? You know that little, especially f- you know, I mean, from a, from a, from a striker up top on his own, because Lukaku is not really that type of player. Naismith definitely isn't. Um, just the way he, it was like it, uh, he, he just dragged it inside the defender and then just curled it into the top corner. And, you know, definitely made an impression after me slagging him off a couple of weeks ago. Said he did a little bit better the week after, and now he's done a lot better. <laughs> uh, well, he's actually come out this week, Chris Longer, and credited... He? Well, <laughs> he's come out, yeah. Not the way you're trying to imply. Uh, not in the James McFadden sense. Yeah. Uh, he's he's come out, basically, and praised Duncan Ferguson, saying he's uh, had a massive influence on him with his coaching. Uh, and you know he, he's he's taught him the ropes on and how to to play and to perform to that level. So a uh, big shout out for Duncan from. Yeah, he's also he's also come out and said that he he, he hopes to be the next one, referring to these you know our superstar youngsters from last season, you know Stones uh, and Barkley in particular, and you know you've got all the other youngsters that we had coming through, even the lone players, and he hopes to be next in that line and. He's got a bit of competition now, hasn't he? From Garbit, Ledson, yeah, Green. I'm, you know, there's a few names out there who could push on. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's got he's got a long way to go. I think <laughs> McElhaney. Was that an intended pun then? The long way to go. No. Well, it worked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's going to be another season or two for him. I think you might see him go out on loan this season, in all honesty, especially if we do bring another striker in. Once Kone's back to full fitness, if we do bring somebody else in, uh, you've then got a striker, Kone, Lukaku, uh, and McElhaney all ahead of him, I would say, uh, with Morales and Naismith able to play there. So uh, I don't think it's going to be this season as breakthrough. I think we might see him go out on loan, possibly yep. to the likes of a Tramia, maybe. Yeah, could do. Um, and you know, I, I could see him maybe firing a few goals in down those places. Well, well, he's shown he can clearly finish, and he's got something about him. So, uh, you know, wish him all the best, and hope that he does turn out to be uh, the player that that goal suggested. Again, j- just going back to the game, um, and going back to like you know, we, we we do try and cover the games a little bit on Facebook, and I put out that these are the decent side, and you came on our own status. Uh, on the not better just better page and said are you having a laugh or something like that and I wasn't trying to in, like imply that they were like you know Real Madrid or Barcelona but some of their football was neat and tidy and you know it yeah it was right. neat and tidy but let's face it Marino or Southport can play neat and tidy football but, what, we, but we didn't what I was saying is they're not a decent uh, you know okay they are a decent side because they're obviously in the top league in Germany which is you now is going to make them a decent professional side, but I just thought we were 
we were our own worst enemy. We were allowing them to play. We couldn't keep hold of the ball. It was sloppy. We constantly gave the ball away in possession. We couldn't defend to save our lives at one point. Um, so I don't think it was any. Th- th- I don't think on a good day, Paderborn had caused us any problems in the slightest. But their passing, regardless of who the, who, who the opposition was and how much we were giving the ball away, their passing was going to who it was meant to go to, and it was it was quite um, like quite quick, one touch passing here and there. So you know, that's good football. So regardless of who you play against if they're playing triangles around you then that's decent so I thought he did alright oh, fair play to them I thought you know sometimes when he courses on a counter attack uh, they did break quickly um, you know as you said he did find the right pass but I do think that was a big part of that was down to down to our defending um, and sometimes when we were getting penned in the area and, and we oh. were under sustained times of pressure the com- it was comedy defending. I put that out on a day. Yeah. You know, Alcaraz lost the ball a number of times in the box. Gareth Barry did. Gareth did. Yeah, I'm not yeah. just picking Alcaraz out because I know he's, you know, a big target for some Evertonians. I'm not singling them out in any way. I don't think any player defended well. Um, what surprised me as well is some people said that McGeady had a good game that day. I thought in the second half he came into it a little bit, but he barely had a touch in the first half. No, I think Hibbert on the right hand side. What you were saying about the left side before, I thought left side for us on the first half, but the right side in the second half, and I, I, I agreed he did all right. He did all right in the in the second half, but still he needs to do a lot more, doesn't he, in that position? I, I don't know. I think if I, I think some of these players who are getting a lot of match time, I think that's an indication that they won't feature when the season comes. I think the, the real players who are going to get that time are the ones who are getting a half here and there. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're probably right. The ones that are being led in gently so are the ones, obviously, that we're more worried about. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you know... Cover the I, goals. Qu- quickly through the goals. As we say, Everton went 1-0 up uh, through Chris Long. That was very short-lived because I think it was less than about, a minute about later. A minute after. A minute later. Um, some German bloke scored for Paderborn. I didn't know his name, but I forgot. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was the penalty, wasn't it? Uh, and Tim Howard, you know, it was one of those going out, was going coming down towards the wing, r- rushing into the box. Tim Howard comes out, two foots him, takes him out. But what do you think? Oh, it's a definite penalty oh, all day. I, I thought it was up. I thought it was touch and go. No, it was a, it was Stonewall. Like you, you just, you know, you can't do that friendly. No, you can't. You can't come out like that. But uh, it was touch and go. Whether it was a full on, I don't know. I thought but it was lo- a penalty. Lovely finish by. Anyway, the it was a penalty. Uh, it was a great penalty tucked away, um, and it sort of went a bit downhill from there. Didn't as I say, Everton started to get penned in a lot. The defending wasn't great. Um, there was not enough. I mean, there was, there was not. There was no outlet. Nothing was sticking when it went out, and that was that was the real that was the real problem for us. Um, you know, even when we, you know that Everton don't like to hoof the ball clear, but even you know when we did, you know the, on those odd occasions there was absolutely nothing up there. So you know, do you know what I have noticed in some of these friendlies recently? Have you noticed that? We haven't really seen Jags play with this stand. It's either been Jags as the right centre back and Alcaraz as the left centre back, or this stand as the left centre back and Stones as the right. Like he's basically trying to form two partnerships. Do you think that's just because those players have never really played with each other and they're trying to, as in I say Jagielka and Alcaraz, for instance? 
I don't know. I don't know what, what the system is here. I, I, it's going to be very, very tricky to pick two out of those um, four or five players because Duffy's in there as well. Yeah. Uh, See, my, my thinking was, I was thinking, you know, obviously, Jagielkin and Distant have a understanding because they've played together now for, you know, so many seasons, uh, X amounts of games together. So they can just come in and automatically know where each other's going to be, know how to read each other. So it was just trying to form some sort of understanding between the other partnerships. Obviously, Stones and Distan played together quite a fair bit last season, didn't he? So, I mean, it might just be that's just you know coincidence the way it's been picked. I don't know, but um, I think I definitely I think it is time. I was edging to start off the season with Distan and, and Stones. To be no, honest, don't, but don't don't go into preview territory. No, yeah. I'm not. But you know, I think Jagielka and Distan looking at the friendlies is going to be the way to, to, to start off the season. It's funny as well, because we haven't really seen Barry and McCarthy play together all pre-season, have we? They've always sort of had different halves each, mate, you know, yeah, in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. But, you, you know, behind closed doors, those partnerships are going to be, you know, fully formed, aren't they? And, you know, they're going to be up and running, ready to go. It's not going to be like going into games completely dry, is it? You know, they're going to be playing these, uh, you know, like the closed doors friendlies, which we move on to in a set. Um, anyway, the end of the Paderborn game, we got beat three one. Yeah, I mean there was one goal. One, uh, I think it was the second goal, wasn't it? Where um, one of their play. I mean they made ten substitutions after, just after the uh, second half started, and then any chance of remembering any games at all went out the window, didn't it? But, but um, their striker had the swinger. It was going towards the corner flag or a throw in. And uh, it just happened to hit one of the defend one of their uh, other players on the head and go in. Second goal, Tim a- Tim Howard probably could have done better. Turned it around the post, he parried it out, and you know it was a neat little finish from the, the fella following up. But you know, I love it when we have to describe goal scorers as the fella because we really haven't got a clue who it was. Yeah, it's been difficult to get like notes on these. Uh, you know, normally we can get all the pre uh, like all the teams and everything off the Sky Sports app, and you know we use that for our notes or even on the Everton app. And there's been nothing with like team lineups or anything, so we just well, have to guess. I was struggling watching the Paderborn game because I didn't have any sound either, which really uh, didn't well, help. That's what happens when you go on. Oh, is he wig? Well, yeah. I, I went. I went through the. That's what happens when you don't want to pay three ninety nine. I went through Everton TV for all all the games that I didn't go to, uh, and the commentary was spot on. No, it was all right. <laughs> uh, was it Graham Stewart doing the commentary? Graham Stewart, a mix between Graham Stewart on one of the game, on two of the games. Uh, Snowden was on one. I think Graham Sharp was on one, from what I remember. Yeah. Anyway, right, okay. Three um, one. So three so one and. Officially, that was the end of Everton's pre-season campaign and a massive zero wins. Yeah, and uh, all the doom and gloom merchants uh, were quickly saying about how how this is going to be a long season, which was number three of my pet eight uh, of uh, what I'm sick of hearing this summer. Uh, and then followed by num- number four, which was uh, the calm down in pre-season. But as I, as I said, I hate watching Everton get beat. I hate it, even if it's a friendly, no matter what. I hate it. Yeah, we never want to see that. And, uh, you know... As much as pre-season games don't matter, which I know you don't want me want to hear me saying, um, I think it does matter just for you know players' confidence. I think if if you're a player and you're scratching your head thinking, when was the last time we won a game? That's bound not really to do your confidence, you know, a lot of good, is it? I think 
sneaking a win against Paderborn with the lifted heads quite a bit, even though it's only a friendly and it is only Paderborn. Um, so, there you go. Um, I don't know whether there'll be some sort of hangover going into the Leicester game. Um, we'll be compl- well, I mean, the thing is, right, you had on any one time, you'd have like five senior players and, you know, uh, six fringe players or six senior players and five fringe players, and plus the youngsters amongst them. So, at Leicester, it's going to be our strongest 11 that's available. No messing around with stuff like that. So, I mean, it's not an, not a clear indication, but I, as you said, I'd like to get at least, at least one win against, you know, a, like a, you know, a quite a low ranked, if you want to call it, side like Paderborn. I mean, we should have beat Leicester. But, you know, so maybe that's why they threw in this closed doors one, which you heard about and I've heard bugger all about, apart from what you've said about it. Well, I mean... I've still yet to see any official confirmation of this game, so um, if we're wrong about this result, then we do apologise, but it has been sort of widely reported from a number of sources, uh, and that's the fact that, you know, following the Paderborn game on a Saturday, uh, there was a behind-closed-doors friendly on the Monday night, uh, which took place up at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, from what I can tell, it wasn't, you know, Sheffield Wednesday's first team because... Their league started... Their league started last weekend and they'd obviously had a game. Uh, so I think it was a mixture of, you know, Sheffield Wednesday reserves and players there bringing back from injury. Uh, and apparently an Everton side went out and played them. Uh, an Everton side featuring none other than Romelu Lukaku. Uh, and beat Sheffield Wednesday 4-1 with Lukaku scoring two goals. I don't know who the other goal scorers were. I don't know if Morales played. I don't know if Coleman featured. Um, I don't think Coleman would have featured. I think he's only just coming back into. Yeah, I doubt that as well. So, uh, and that's pretty much all I know about the game, if it ever took place. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've seen bits and bobs, but you know, as I said before, it's difficult to it's like to find out this information on any Everton, any apps or anything. So, you know, but if Lukaku got two goals, you know, maybe he'll start off on a high. But you know, if it's Chef Wed, I mean, against any 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 quality opposition. Well, you know. Anyway, pre-season put to bed. Now, it's time. The real deal starts. The real deal starts. We can you know start looking ahead to the 2040-15 Premier League season, which starts on Saturday. And we we don't have to hear anyone else say this doesn't matter anymore because every this single matters. game from here to the end of the season matters, whether it's a third round of a. Carling Cup or whatever that's called this season, Capital One Cup, whether it's, I don't know, you know, a third round FA Cup tie away to Burton Albion, every game matters. Whether it's a Europa League game against some Ukrainian side I've never heard of, it doesn't matter because this year we need to win some silverware. Yeah, oh, I think we need to just have a, a, good, a good run. No, no, we, we've had good runs now. We've had good runs in cups. We've got to finals. We've had good runs in the league. We need to win something this year. Okay. That's that's why I'm hoping set me stall out for. But I don't think we're going to win the league. I don't think we're going to finish in the top four. Well, However, <laughs> yeah, I'm just making me point. Every game this season from here on in matters because we need to win something because we're Everton and we're too big to have gone this long without winning a trophy. Okay, let's just leave our review of the pre-season put all that to bed and we were back with a bit of Everton news
News. What's going on in the world of Everton this week, Mark? I've got a question for you. Questions. The question is, what does a number of mistakes in pre-season get you at Everton? Uh, loads of plaudits from the fans saying that you're the next big thing. Correct. And also a five-year contract. Yeah. Uh, now, all joking aside, um, obviously John Stones uh, was the latest Everton uh, wonder kid, perhaps you could call him, uh, a very football manager term there, uh, to be signed up to a long-term deal and following Ross Barkley. Uh, and Johnny has signed a five-year deal and uh, well-deserved after last season when he was absolutely yeah, brilliant. No, definitely made up for him and made up to have him uh, for, you know, tied down for that long, whatever it means. Um, but again, it shows a uh, signal of intent, isn't it? It's um, a statement of intent. Uh, you know, we've got these players. You know, we've got Baines tied up last year. We've got Barkley tied up this year. We've got Lukaku on a long-term deal. Um, I keep forgetting Bessic is what he's twenty. Coleman last uh, year. Col- as well. Coleman, yeah, and it's just. Um, I was Com- no Coleman was this year. Was Coleman this year, yeah. yeah. McCarthy, McCarthy's still imminent, I think. Yeah. Uh, Roberto signed a new deal. There's only McCarthy now, really, that's that's sort of standing out, isn't it? I mean, if you have you had a look to see players who were in the last year of their uh, the contract? I think no, I've not looked. Pienaar's in the last year of his contract now, you know. Well, I, I think, think he's, the, the, he's sure. the most obvious out of everyone that we've still got left at the club, anyway. Um, yeah, so good news for John Stones, good news for Everton, um, and hopefully he can push on. Could be hard to top that season, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, you know, as we touched on before in the preview, how often is he going to play with with Jagielka and Distan both first? It's going to be it's going to be interesting, I think, to see who is the first choice centre back partnership. That is going to be a very interesting question. Um, but there's going to be enough games this season for everyone to to get a run, uh, if you include the Europa. So, uh, I, I think you know. I'd expect John Stones to at least make twenty odd appearances this season. Yeah, I definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we talked about the previews again, but you know, he's quite versatile as well. So, you know, well, there's a chance he could start on Saturday at right back. Yep. Um, so, in other news, uh, thirty thousand season tickets sold. Uh, what was it last year? Was it twenty four, twenty five thousand, or I think it was sort of the the mid to the mid to low twenties, wasn't it? I think it was about twenty three thousand. So it's up, uh, you know, a good fair way uh, on last season. Uh, if you think thirty thousand season tickets, four thousand away tickets, but there's thirty four gone in the ground. So you're only going to have five or six thousand uh, tickets on on general sale for any any one game really. So. Uh, getting tickets isn't going to be easy for some Blues, unfortunately. You know, it, it's very easy as a season ticket holder to sort of think, oh, well, I don't have to worry about that because I'm guaranteed to go to the game. But there's a lot of people out there that can't afford to splash out 500 quid and one go to, to follow the Blues uh, and to do it that way. So uh, I do feel sorry for, you know, all the regular matchgoers who, who might now struggle to, to get a ticket for some home games. I just wonder about this, um, you know, this this like bump in in the sales. I can remember this happening a few years ago. I think it was on the back of maybe when we uh, when we finished fourth, and then, you know, 
we had a little bit of a you know a bit a little bit of a, a boost in the sales. And I think it happened again when we when we had when we got Kinchelskis and um, we had that season where we finished I think it was seventh. Um, and a lot of fan, a lot of extra fans came in, and the atmosphere changed around the ground. And I don't think I think each time that happens, I think the atmosphere changes a little bit more. And Change the way, you mean? I, Do you mean got quieter because it was? I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know whether it, it kind of becomes a little bit more trendy to go and watch us because we're doing well. And I'm, I don't know. I don't want to criticise any Evertonians because I'm, I'm not saying every Evertonian has got a season ticket this season is glory hunting because you know I, that's not the case. You don't go to Everton if you're glory no, hunting. It's just I, on the back of these boosts, I don't think we've done well. Do you know what I mean? When when there's been that expectation there, I kind of rather we just kind of fly under the radar and people don't expect us to win. But when you've got thirty thousand season ticket holders, I think there's an expectation there that they think Everton are going to do well this season, and I don't like that expectation. I'd rather people, you know, be pleasantly surprised by stuff. I think it's more, you know, I think. From what I can tell, I, I know I've got mates who I know who used to go to 90% of home games or, you know, all, all the home games, basically every game you could get to. Uh, they've now bought season tickets this season. And I think that's a case of, you know, they're just concerned of maybe missing out on, say, tickets for Europa games if we manage to progress, uh, you know, missing out on tickets for the FA Cup. So these are lads who haven't just come from nowhere these are lads who do go to a lot of games but just want to make sure that they're gonna you know not shell out money through a season and then end up missing finals etc if that was the case because that's the belief they've got in the current squad and the belief they've got yeah, in, no, fair in, in Roberto I'm, like I say I'm not gonna knock any 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 blues for it or anything and that, you know how can you you know it's you know fellas go to match pay week in week out and if they're turning that into season tickets great um, I just I'm just saying from uh, you know the way it kind of happens and when Everton are expected or when there's expectations of Everton we tend to uh, blow them blow the expectations and it's just been a you know maybe it's a superstitious thing over the years but it just seems to have happened right okay anyway as long as we don't see any of those 30,000 season tickets get thrown on the pitch at some point yeah uh, I think I'll be happy Um, we touched in on you know belief in Roberto Martinez and Roberto, uh, Roberto as we know also has a lot of belief in his players um, he's been a lot a lot of belief a lot of belief yet yeah. maybe sometimes a little bit too much perhaps um, Roberto's been out this week in, in the media uh, and started talking up uh, our friend Aruna Kone uh, saying you know let's not forget about him uh, I think he's going to make a massive impact this season uh, you know that well. That's Roberto's belief. Uh, is he ever going to be fit? Yeah, I think. Well, he's four, four or five weeks away, isn't he? Apparently, I'm going to disagree with Roberto and say, uh, when he says, uh, "Let's not forget about him," I think we should forget about him and embrace him as a new signing rather than forget those six appearances last season that he made, um, and then just try and have you know have him come in and give him a fresh start. So what you're saying is any sort of predetermined notions we've got about him now you know all these Everton fans who like to come on pages for instance and say he's rubbish 
he shouldn't be an arc phobe. He's not good enough to be an Evans. We've all slagged him. We've all slagged him off because he he, he didn't make he, he made a, well he made an impact and it wasn't a very good one. You know, everybody remembers that city he missed at the park end, and somebody said that that park end crossbar or post is still shaking now from when he rattled it. Um, you know, from when he had a pretty much open goal, and you know, and that's the that's the lion memory of of him, and that's what we need to forget because we need to give him a chance. He's an Everton player, he's our Everton number nine. Let's give him a chance. No, agreed. For God's sake, agreed. You know, um, but you know, Roberto has. Has got this faith in him as well. He's got him. Paid six million for him, which he did, we didn't really have. <laughs> and so far, you know, Bobby Brown shoes hasn't give us any real reason to disbelieve him in anything, has he? So, um, you know, I think this is going to become a cliche, but if it's good enough for for Roberto, then it should, he should be good enough for us as well. So I'm going to play devil. I'm going to play devil's advocate again now, though, for that. Well, I was just about to agree with you for once and say, yeah, I think we should give him a chance this season as well. I'm, I'm just going to play devil's advocate and say, trust in Roberto. And I fully trust in Roberto. Uh, and I'm just going to say that the few kind of doubts you may have over uh, you know, the plays he's brought in. Kone and Alcaraz. Kone, Alcaraz and Joel. Right, okay. So it's a hat-trick of former Wigan players he's brought with him. And maybe, you know, knowledge, maybe, you know... Does he, James McCarthy not blow that all out the water, though? Well, he's, a, he, but, but he's, he's the exception rather than the, uh, the rule, isn't he? You know, he's brought those three players, you know, they've done a job at Wigan. And managers do like to bring players in. Maybe those players, maybe he didn't realise how good the squad he had at Everton already was. What I will say about those three players you've all highlighted is that none of them are regulars or have had a run in the side. But we talked about this before, haven't we? You know, Joel is probably going to be cup, cup and Europa Cup keeper, isn't he? First choice. Um, Alcaraz is going to get a lot of games this season. I like Alcaraz. I think he's very laid back on the ball. He's, you know, he's got, he's good on the ball. He can put a good tackle in. He just sometimes lacks a little bit. But you know, Jags does sometimes as well. Distan does sometimes as well. It's just the fact that he, he you know, he, he made a few like errors in only a handful of games rather than the full run of games so as I say devil's advocate um, they could be the only blemishes on his on his on his judgment possibly the good news on Kone is the latest pictures I've seen on him he's got black hair oh no that, that'll be like a game time thing he'll bleach it again definitely for sure I think that could change a lot of people's opinions on him we don't really like crazy hair dudes do we at Everton uh, Fellaini. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, well, yeah. All right, I'll have that. <laughs> okay. Um, squad numbers have been announced uh, last couple yeah, of days. I, I, I missed this completely. Um, there's no major changes to last season. The majority of them remain the same. Um, I have wrote down the changes for this season. We've got a uh, big Ron at number ten. Okay. Fit and share for him. The right one, do you think? No. Should be one down. I knew you were going to say that. Um, so you think he should be Everton's number nine? Yeah, I mean, it's... A, it's After a, saying nice things about Kone, you wanted to take his shirt off him and give it to Lukaku. Of course, he's our record signing. You know, he's, 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 he's going to be spearheading everything this season, so he should be. But that's not the way it works. You know, it's not it's not as like, it's not 1-11 to 11 anymore. You know, so it's it doesn't really matter, the squad number. Okay. It just matters to fans, doesn't it? We've got uh, Tim Cale incarnate uh, at number 17, and that's Mo Besic. So Lukaku gets Delafeu's shirt, Besic gets Lukaku's shirt, 
Yeah, who gets Gareth Barry's shirt? Gareth Barry? Yeah. Yeah, correct, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this is down as a change from last year at 18, but it is. This, this is how it was listed as a change, so uh, Gareth Barry's been replaced by Gareth Barry. Okay. Uh, Alcaraz has changed to 30 from... 32. I think he was 32, wasn't yeah. he? Bizarrely. Uh, Ty Browning gets a 27 shirt. Velios. Galloway gets the Alcaraz shirt at 32. Galloway. No, he does. Galloway. No, he does. Right, okay. Uh, and Sam Byrne gets the number 40. Hot. What? Byrne. <laughs> right, okay. I thought you were saying he was good looking or something then. No, 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 no. Right, okay. Uh, and that's pretty much the changes from last season. Okay, riveting. <laughs> I thought this would make an interesting piece. Um, out of all those players, who do you think will score more goals than the shirt number? <laughs> Sam Bernwood. <laughs> no, if he gets more than 40 goals this season, then I'll be made up. I think Lukaku is probably the only one. I hope he gets more than 10, put it that way. Yeah, I hope he does. Right. Spending 28 million on him. Do you think Besic will get less yellow cards than his shirt number? Will he get less yellow? He's been 17 this season. In all competitions. <laughs> I think that could be doubtful. I think he'll get at least 10. Because Gareth Barry got 10 last oh, season. Oh, he'll get 10 easy. Gareth Barry, I think he'll get 10 by Christmas. He'll get 10 easy. If, if, he, if he gets game time, I think he's a, he's a Fellaini yellow card, or isn't he? He's a yellow card a game kid. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Um, will Gareth Barry at any point this season weigh less in stones than his shirt number? He looked a little bit more trim in the last game than he did in the game before and then in the game before that so yes yes he will weigh less than 18 stone are you sure yeah definitely. right okay right that's enough of this game uh, what's our next story oh we've got you know it's getting to that time now isn't it where everybody's making their Premier League predictions I don't know why you said that dead quiet <laughs> I don't know if anyone, any of our listeners would have caught that but do you want to say it again I didn't realise I'd said it quiet. It's getting to that time where everybody's making their Premier League predictions. I thought you were whispering to me like, Psst. yeah. Um, yeah, and we're going to do ours in a little bit, but uh, a few managers out there have had a few nice things to say about us. Well, not many, one in one. particular. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, uh, well, if, if you're going to get one to, to sort of big it up a little bit, why not have the uh, the current Premier League champion win the manager? And that's Manuel Pellegrini. So he's, he's not said he, he said we're going to be title contenders. So which is a lot more than most people are saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so I mean, what's what, 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 why, why, why is that a good thing anyway? Well, I think it's it's, it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think there'll be a few people out there who, who probably don't know Everton as well as we do, you think, oh yeah, they had a good season last year, but it's probably a bit of a flash in the pan, uh, you know, they won't be up and competing this season, there's a lot of teams in the league that's got better, whereas I suppose from an outsider's point of view, you could probably say Everton haven't particularly improved, still got the same players as last season, you know, Lukaku and Barry coming in, but obviously Pellegrini sees something in Everton and thinks he can push on from last season and, and be up there fighting for the top four. Um, which isn't what the FA Premier League supercomputer seems to think. Yeah, uh, Bloomberg 
I don't know, is, is the name of the company, and they put together. This they basically got a copy of Czech Football Manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran, ran and a, played the season. Ran a season, yeah, and uh, I think they got Man City win. I mean, it looked like you know it. It could well be, you know. I mean, the stats that they used and everything. It did look quite, you know, like you know, you know, you're saying about Footy Manager. You can never predict true to life form, now, can you? For no, instance, you can't predict. Who's to say? And uh, no, and and I'm not saying this will happen. But who's to say Lukaku doesn't get go crazy this season and get 35 goals? That would be the difference between Everton finishing say sixth and second. Do you know what I mean? If he if he really did push on and have an outstanding season, and there normally is a player who, who will have a bit of an outstanding season from from nowhere or you know much better than he did last season. So I think that's what these computer mock-ups don't really take into account. No, uh, but you look. You're looking at it though. They got like they got City winning it. They've got Chelsea second. They've got Arsenal third. They've got Man U fourth. Liverpool fifth. Tottenham sixth, and Everton seventh. And that's not like an out of this world scenario, is it? When you look at it. No, it's not. But you know, uh, but they got Southampton tenth, and it's Southampton going to surprise people and get tenth. You know, you look at it again now, and I mean, yeah, okay, City, Chelsea, like that, but. It's a big leap up to fourth for Man United, and is it? Well, yeah, I think it is. Oh, we'll talk about that in a bit. We will talk about that in a bit, but yeah. So the the supercomputer has got us at seventh anyway. Um, somebody who initially the other day uh, on his TV program, wherever he is these days in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, uh, didn't really play up Everton's chances. Has had a little bit of a rethink, and that's Richard Keys. Do you think Andy Gray's threatened to fill him in? Yeah, he said, "Oi, Arians." Get me team back up there, or I'll sort you out in that exact voice. I think Richard Keyes had basically talked about a a top six in a way of people who, who could possibly make a run for the the top four or the league. I missed Everton out. Uh, he's seen the other of his ways now and said he was stupid. And obviously, uh, Everton are going to be right bang up there. But I mean, this is something that's happened to Everton for years. We talked about the top four, and then um, when Everton was sniffing around. Uh, you know, they, they, they never expanded it to a top five or whatever. But as soon as Liverpool started sniffing around there, it became the top five. Um, and then, you know, Everton was still around there, but they weren't included in that top five. So, and now, you know, they talk about the top six and Everton still aren't in there because they throw... You're, you're going to get shouted at here for being bitter on the Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> they throw Tottenham in there above us as well. So... You know, it, it's something that's always going to happen until we have a sustained, you know, you know, five, maybe five, six years of being there or thereabouts. I don't think we're ever going to be in there. Let's face it; it's the way we like it anyway. Isn't oh yeah, it? definitely. Yeah, uh, it does surprise me that you know Liverpool are ten to one to win the Premier League, and we're a hundred and twenty-five to one. Where you know, I think there's very little between the two teams at the minute. Now that Suarez has gone, in all honesty, but there you go. As you say. A bit of media bias is never far away, is it? So, um, a bit of team news going into next week's game. Well, a bit of injury news, really. We'll cover what we think the team might be in our in our preview with the last game later. But, uh, you know, news around the club at the moment is that Lukaku, Morales and Coleman are all to be assessed through this week and have a late look at the fitness. Yeah, um, so the the, the the back training with the first team, so that's a good sign because it looked like Coleman might be out for a little bit longer. 
And then, you know, when um, when Alisson um Lukaku were left out of the Paderborn squad, you know, it, it was talk about them being a few weeks away as well. So this is a nice little boost, definitely. And, you know, if Lukaku knocked those two goals in, even if it was against Sheffield Reserves, then he, he could feature in some in some way because he's a young he's a young lad. Uh, the reports coming out that the, the the way ahead of where they thought he would be, so I think both players will have a good chance. Yeah, I mean we we talked before about Paderborn about you know a lot of stuff going down the the left hand side, uh, and that's because our right hand side's missing at the moment, isn't it? When you look at Coleman and Morales, first choice, being, yeah, um, first choice, first choice. So, um, you know it's got, it will make a big difference to the balance of the team and 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 the way we play, uh, and obviously you know Lukaku being our our number one centre forward as well to come in, so. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more, no doubt, as we go into the, the look ahead to the Leicester game. Um, and we're back into the area of uh, transfer rumours. Do you know how many days it is till the end of the transfer window? 15. 19. It'll be 18 when this podcast goes out tomorrow. So it's a, it's a fortnight on Monday, basically. I just didn't know what date it was today. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a little bit late. I think it's September the 1st, not the 31st of August this year because it falls on a, you know, a a weekend and so it has to be the Monday uh, so yeah two weeks today we transfer deadline day with us hiding behind cushions no we won't be we're not going to hide behind cushions this year um, but there's still a few deals in the pipeline for the Blues yeah so one that one that could be uh, an Everton player by the time you listen to this apparently will be uh, Roberto was on Sky Sports News today saying that this deal uh, will happen tomorrow we're recording Wednesday um, you know on Monday he said it'll be a day or so the weekend said it'll be done on Monday. You've done well to avoid it in the next four or three hours, yeah. haven't you? So it's uh, but he should be in the squad basically. Uh, he should have his registration done by by then. I think will we have, we'll have to wait uh, wait on a work permit, won't we? Uh, no, I don't know. I think he, he must already have a work permit for this country because he's I think a Chelsea you player. You still have to apply for each club you go ah, to. Right, okay. Well, it's Christian Atsu, obviously that we're talking about. Uh, you know, be a good boost though to the squad if he can come in. Yeah, I mean it's a player that's been one of these deals that's dragged on for a couple of weeks now. It's been he's been in, he's been out. Um, you know, what we are forgetting is he's a very exciting talent. He's one of the top talents around at the moment at, at his age. Uh, he had a great World Cup. Uh, you know, he, the lad played and had a good season eighteen months ago for for Porto. And you don't get into the Porto side on a regular basis unless. Uh, there's something good about you. Um, he went to Chelsea, big money move, uh, and got loaned out straight away to Vitesse Arnhem, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, but he did really well out in the Dutch league, uh, which is a good breeding, breeding ground for, for young players. Uh, and at 22, uh, you know, he's got a point to prove in the Premier League. I think he could be, this could be a bit of a masterstroke, to be honest. I think this lad potentially is twice the player Delafeu was. I hope so. That'd be a real. If he can put in twice as twice as much as Delafeu did, then, if as you said before with Lukaku scoring goals, that could be the difference between finishing fifth or fourth, so, or sixth or you know we could it could push us up that extra place. It could do, yeah. Um. So hopefully, as we say, by the time the podcast goes out, or definitely by the time we play Leicester, Atu should be at Everton on a season-long loan. Uh, I doubt he'll feature at the weekend, but. Uh, again, we'll talk a bit more about that a little bit later. Um, Samuel Eto, what's going on? Is he going to Liverpool or are Everton still sniffing around him? Don't know. Um, I think it'd be nice to bring someone like that in uh, because we do need an extra striker. and Experience as well, isn't that it? That experience there, yeah. 
somebody. We, ha- got we haven't got what we haven't got up front. I don't think is somebody with, you know, an experienced centre forward who's got a bit of knowledge onto you know, really how to hold the ball up, really how to sort of control the game. You know, do you know what I mean? Lukaku could carry on learning he, from him. Yeah, yeah, he's still in, and I, I do think that will be the case. I think you know, even though maybe you know, Eto's clearly past his prime, but. He scored 359 goals. Exactly. And when he played last season as well, you forget he got a, he got a hat-trick against Man United last season. He was just coming into a bit of form when he got hampered by injury a little bit. So, I say, I think he has still got something to offer. It's been a little bit funny this week on the social media, though, because obviously Everton have been previously linked with him. And that deal seemed to have, you know, gone away. Liverpool then suddenly... Looked like they were going to sign him, and all of a sudden, a lot of Evertonians are coming out say, laughing at Liverpool, saying, Ha ha ha, you're signing a 42 year old has been. And then and then it swung back the other way where it looked like Everton were interested again. Uh, and all of a sudden, a lot of Evertonians are saying, Oh, yeah, he's still, gonna, he's still a decent player with something to offer. So, um, I just wonder whether the links have come about with them because of uh, Ricky Lambert's uh, like you know, he's not really done anything pre season and he missed a penalty the other day, didn't he? So is is that why they're being linked with him? You know, a free agent? Well, I think Liverpool had a lot of ideas above the station and thought, you know, we they might get Falcao, Falcao. or somebody yeah. or, you know, Lavetti or, or somebody brilliant to, to to play up front. Uh, and that hasn't happened. So now they're thinking, shit, uh, we need to get somebody in uh, as an option. So they're looking around and, and, and Eto is obviously available and, and, and that type of player. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, won't it? I mean, as much as I hate to say this, I'd probably expect them to choose Liverpool over Everton just because, you know, their reputation on the European stage, etc. But it'd be interesting to see which way he goes if he does get offers from either club. I think it's... I, I can't see us going in for them. Can you? Can you see Eto at Everton? Stranger things have happened. Could you ever see Gaza at Everton? Or David Ginola at Everton. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we do get a player, don't we? And you know, if you look around, with the exception of Liverpool, where's the better option for? Where is Eto going to find a bigger club? No, it's a good point. Um, so he's already gone away and done that. You know, get paid what a million a week for 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 you know for playing football, and you know came back after that. Uh, and you know, so I don't think money's going to be you know he'll be on a big wedge, but it won't be. You know the biggest issue, I wouldn't imagine. So you know, got a good point. Um, one transfer rumor looks like we can put to bed. One from earlier in the summer was when we were linked with uh, Carlos Sanchez. Uh, it looks like he's on his way from Elche to Aston Villa. So I hope he's rubbish. Yeah, well, Villa are so. Yeah, Villa. Oh, I think they might get relegated this season. You well, know. the supercomputer agrees with you. They've All got right, the bottom okay. three, Yeah. Um, we've been linked with a, a Greek defender called Kostas Minolas. He's Any, amazing. Anything to add on that? Nope. No, I don't know too much about that. It's only been rumoured, so it's a name to look out for. Blues, if anyone wants to go and uh, Google him and find out his wiki, uh, be our guest, because we couldn't even be bothered doing that. That's how much we put into that rumour. I can't see us signing any more defenders at the minute, can you? No, it's, it's funny. Some people are saying we need a centre-back. No, we don't need a centre-back. No, we've got five or six of the club at the moment. Um, and the only other rumour that won't really go away at the moment, um, at the minute, we haven't got a clue, have we? 
No, but we could have a clue. <laughs> See the way I set you up then? Trusted yeah. in a new editor. Yeah, you ripped me off. Ripped me off. I did that two weeks ago. Really? <laughs> All right. Okay. Terrible joke then. If I ripped you off. Um. Yeah. Solomon Clue, still available. Still no one wants him. I think that tells you all about that story. I think someone's going to get only the gun and buy now. There's going to be a few things happening on September 1st. Now that you told me that's when deadline day. I think there's going to be a few. If you see those surprises, I think it'll be then. I think um, Everton like to hold out. uh, And then, you know, we might get them on a a little bit of a lesser lesser wage by then. Here's my prediction. Solomon Kalou signs for West Ham. Or somebody of that ilk. Someone rubbish then. A London club, West Ham, QPR, Crystal Palace, one of them three. Okay. Uh, and that's it for news this week, really. Yeah. So we uh, we've been we've been relatively uh, well. It's been hit and miss on the uh, social media over the last week or so because it's been really busy on some days and then absolutely dead dead on other on others. But here's our links anyway. So get in touch with us over the next few weeks. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Okay, so you have our links there. Don't forget, we're also on Instagram. Just search Not Bitter, Just Better. And we are also on the YNFA app. And uh, we're also going to be doing a Premier League podcast for those guys as well, because we're such experts. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the first one of those is getting recorded today, and we both haven't got a clue what we're going to say on that at the moment. We have. We've got a lot of knowledge. Do you think? No. <laughs> uh, and we can also be found in a Gladys Street at every home game, so if you want to shout abuse at us, feel free, because we're used to it. Yeah, so we've heard something we started last year. We did our uh, inaugural Inaugural is, is the correct the first term. one, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> um, not bitter, just better. Fantasy League uh, on the Fantasy League uh, site on the, yeah, on the FA Premier League the FA official league site, one, yeah. Uh, and the league is set up and open for entry for our second season. Uh, there's already a lot of teams in it. I think we're on our third page of teams so yeah, far. If you were on it last year, if you still, if you log in. Uh, you still you have the option to just rejoin that league. In fact, I think once you log in, you're automatically in that league. So you uh, you can change it, the name of your team, which I did this year. What's your team called, Mark? Uh, I'm called the Black Watch. So a nod to uh, uh, former glory there. Yeah, a nod to uh, our new away kit and to uh, its uh, inspiration from Everton teams of the past, uh, and also a little nod to Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, pretty quite, much. Yeah. That's quite geeky, isn't it? It is, yeah, but. I I think it's you can admit to like even ga- though Game of Thrones is very geeky, you can admit to liking it because there's loads of fighting in it and there's loads of boobs in it. Boobs, boobs, yeah. <laughs> um, my well, my team last season it was just just a lame name like Forever Foreverton or something like that. I can't remember it. Um, and I was really struggling because there was some quality names last year like uh, Gladys Street Preachers and Bane's on Toast were in our league, weren't yeah. they? Um, we made Chris, he had a strange name, Vexed and Vomit Hex. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, but there were some good ones there, uh, so I felt a little bit under pressure. And I went with, first of all, Escape from Alcaraz. 
and then I noticed second page down somebody had already done that so I changed uh, my team name to the Arteta money the Arteta money you know now every week I get to ask where's the Arteta money and in the I'll fantasy league I'll probably say about 45th where's the Arteta money John and you'll go bottom before before we go into our real social media sections though um, we, we're both kind of faced with the same dilemma like every Evertonian is do we put Lukaku up front I have my three, have my well. three Everton choices are Lukaku, um, Coleman, and a bit of a surprise choice, really. I've gone with Bessic. I don't know. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Blues have. I've gone with Baines, penalty taker, you've got to go with. Um, I think Coleman may be a little bit found out this season. Found out? Goal scoring wise. I think he's threatening Dixie Dean's record this season. Yeah. Um, Gone with Barkley because he's he's relatively cheap in midfield, seven million, and I think he should. It's have not cheap season. compared to last season when he was five. No, no. Well, I mean, look at Aaron Ramsey how much he's shot up this season. Was he about nine million this season? Last season he was what five point five or something I think like so, that. Yeah. Um, and I've gone with Lukaku, um, and I'm still torn before uh, before submitting that final team sheet on Saturday because if you have those players. You just tend to jinx them, don't you? You've gone all Natalie and Bruglia, have you? I'm torn, yeah. Um, yeah, so as we say, if you were in it last year and you re-registered a team for this season, you should automatically go into the league. Um, if you're new uh, and you want to join this season's league, uh, you need a league code. It will be on our Facebook page, but to anyone who just listens to us on whatever way you listen to us, uh, the league code is 417637. Dash one zero eight nine two four, uh, and that's the not better just better fancy football league. Get in. And There's no real prize. Um, we might muster up a prize somewhere oh during yeah, the season. It depends. Depends if we're finishing it in the top top half. Yeah, if we look like we're going to win the prize, we'll get we'll get a big trophy or something. But um, I'm sure we could muster up some sort of signed Everton picture. The only problem yeah, is yeah, we could do that. if you live in America or Australia. The glass tends to get smashed on these things so we could send it in a roll or something yeah we'll, 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 we will source a prize from somewhere but more importantly you get to go out there and say I won and not better just better fancy league there was uh, some other other dilemmas that we're faced with because uh, uh, we were quite low in the uh, in the league finishes last season Adam Ramsey getting in, in, injured killed my season off and after that I lost a bit of interest so my dilemma is do I put in a real like scouting system and try and finish you know every every game uh, and you know try and really make a push of it this season or do we just go in a little bit half-assed like I did last season because uh, if I go in like all guns blazing scouting everything and still finishing the bottom half I'm going to look really stupid rather than just stupid like I did last season thanks for boring us with that but yeah yeah you'll probably just end up looking stupid either way because you are stupid anyway that's what else <laughs> that's the as the kids say whatever that's this year's fantasy football league um, I think we've got some Facebook and, and Twitter shiz to get on with now shiz I'm, I'm down with the kids as well see yeah or um, Snoop Doggy Dog uh, circa 1998 the first question I think I've only got I've only got a couple on Twitter which um, first question was we're doing our preview for the season where will Everton finish in the league how far can he go in the Cups that, that includes the Europa, the League Cup, as you said, whatever it's called. Is it Capital One again? I still thought it was the Call of Carling Cup. The Milk Cup. The Milk Cup. The yeah. Milk Cup. How far will we get in the Milk Cup? Uh, the FA Cup and who will be our man to watch? Uh, and 
Everton fan zone at Stevie Two uh, said Everton will finish fifth. We will get into the FA Cup semis, Europa League second stage, early exit out of the League Cup, and Bessic will be the man to watch. Interesting. Um, Luke Griffith says fourth in the league. We will win the FA Cup or the Rumbelows Cup. That was the League Cup as well, wasn't it? I just made that. Wasn't that a Jag one? Like, no, like I the the Rumble- no, I thought the Rumbelows was still another name for the League Cup. Anyway, alright. He thinks we'll win the FA Cup or the League Cup anyway. Semi-final of Europa. And his man to watch is a young unknown talent called Ross Barkley. He has the feeling he will be the young player of the year next season with his amazing raw talent. I think he'll be BBC Young Personality of the Year as well. Are you going to go that far, are you? Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Now Gareth Bale's over. You know, Gareth Bale won Young Player of the Season about eight years running, didn't he? Yeah. He He'll probably win it this year as well. I think He's Gareth. still only 12, isn't he? <laughs> um, I've heard Jakubu's in the running for Young Player of the Year. <laughs> anyway, uh, Stuart Tag, we mention him every week. Uh, he thinks we'll finish seventh. He thinks we'll win the FA Cup. Positive, Stuart. I like it. Uh, semis of Europa, uh, jib off the Carlin, man to watch, Aruna Kone. He's a Wigan lad, isn't he? We discovered last week, so he might have a little bit of a soft spot for Wiganers. So do you think that's a little bit of or pies, pies? Yeah, yeah. Um, my mate said he was in a shop in Wigan the other day, and he were advertising Wigan tapas. It was three mini pies. <laughs> that's quality. <laughs> that's. W- w- I used to have. You probably had this as well. I don't know. Pie butties or pie batch. Yeah. And like you know, I used to have to make them on my own by buying a barm cake from a chippy and a pie. But in Wigan, it's just a regular thing, isn't it? It's you called a Wigan kebab, that. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> a pie butty, a Wigan kebab. <laughs> pie butty with brown sauce. It's a way forward. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Liam Everton FC Floyd is very optimistic and he says we will finish fourth, we'll win the Europa uh, and the FA Cup. Okay. Um, Simon Ash, top six. The last 16 of the Europa, the quarter-final of the Carlin, the semi or final, he's very precise here, the semi or final of the FA. Um, so basically, he doesn't think we'll win anything, but we'll be there or thereabouts and everything. Man to watch, Brian Oviedo, baby. Yeah? What does he say uh, about He Oviedo? says he'll come back with a point to prove, and for me, in the Christmas period, he was performing better than Baines was before he took a knock. Uh, so let's give Brian a chance. Um He's the man to watch. Okay. Uh, Chris Harry just has a, a bit of a bone of contention there with uh, something Stuart Tag had to say. He says, man to watch, Kone? Question mark. Seriously? Question mark. <laughs> and then Lukaku is the man to watch. <laughs> Any question mark? No. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark, yeah. Um, That's what we'd like to, like to get a bit of debate going. Do you know what? I know what Chris Harry's saying, but we all know Lukaku, that's not really the point of the question. I think we all expect Lukaku to do something. I think when you say, who's a man to watch, that's a little bit different as in... Who's going to be your start? Not who, yeah, who's, you know, last season, for instance, man to watch, you'd probably say it was going to be McCarthy because he had such a good season. Whereas, we, we, we said, didn't we, we say, did we say Coleman? We thought Morales was going to be played we up thought there. Ma- Morales would be played the season, but I think we said Coleman would probably be the man to watch. So, yeah, you know, I think Kone is a fairly good chauffeur and outsider to be a man to watch. Matty Vickery, who, uh, you know, he, he's going to have to find horses to air uh, pat. Horses with female uh, police 
women on them. I think that was that his uh, was that his superstition. That is, yeah, that was Matty. Yeah, uh, he thinks we're going to finish fifth. Semis of Europa, FA Cup winners, League Cup quarters. The Quaters, he says. The Quaters, yeah. Uh, the league has improved again massively, so it'll be hard for fourth. Not saying we can't, just teams above and below improve. Uh, Europa, we need to take seriously. It's a good cup and adds European interest. And well, the added incentive of qualifying for the Champions League, of course, if you win it. Um, love to win it, but again, very hard. Really want to crack on and win a trophy with current team manager. Why not? Um, yeah, so. I don't know, I mean, there's optimism there, isn't it? But not, like, a whole lot of going overboard. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, are you looking for my personal opinion now? No, we, we need to do our league preview and then right, okay. we'll talk about our personal opinions on stuff. What I have noticed is, out of all the men to watch, there's a lot of interest in Bessage. A lot of people are saying Bessage is the one to watch. I've funny, yeah, and again, not, not knocking anyone, but... Michael Romelu Lukaku Hamilton. I'm sure his name last season was Michael Kevin Morales Hamilton. Do you remember? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. But he's put seventh in the league, last 16 Europa, FA Cup, winners in capitals. And um, man to watch, Aidan McGeady, wonderfully talented player. Watch him in the Premier League. Uh, put defenders in knocks. Right, okay. So that's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? Because he's, he's had his knocks, as McGeady. Yeah, Um can't say I agree with him. No, However, we, we, we I would have love it. to be proved wrong. We'll have ours in a sec. Uh, so, you know, it's the season starts on Saturday. Um, the Community Shield was last weekend. Arsenal, uh, was it 4-0 in the end? Or 3-0? No, it was 3. 3-0 in the end. But the utterly dominant performance over the, the champions. It wasn't the strongest on Man City side, in all fairness, whereas Arsenal were pretty much, you know... All guns blazing. Yeah, uh, so Aguero didn't play, did he? Uh, I'm trying to think back now. No, Jovetic and Zeko started up front. So Sonogo started up front for Arsenal and looked all right. Yeah, he's put on the beef a bit, hasn't he? He's looking a bit uh, a bit muscly compared to last season. Compared so. to last season, compared yeah. to last season. But uh, you know, a lot of talk about Alexis Sanchez. Think he's going to be a very good buy for Arsenal. He tried very hard, didn't he? But does, a lot of things didn't come off. The thing I, the thing I've always found with Arsenal is, you know, they've always had that great build up play. You know that you know very much like some similarities with Everton in the way, you know, we they do like to play quite intricate build up, the perfect goal type thing. I think Sanchez is the first player they've had in a long time who will just be a much more direct Walcott does do that to some extent when he when he can be bothered being fit. But I think Sanchez will just try and beat people with pace. He'll always be looking to get in behind the defenders, get played in. I think he's going to give them a whole different different option. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, if Oxley Chamberlain comes back in, um, Walcott available. You got Giroud there, and everyone, you know, knocks Giroud. He must have got about twenty-five goals last season, all, all in all. I think Giroud could be a contender for the Golden Boot this season. I really do. With, with, with a lot of service, if he gets a lot more chances, he'll yeah. get a lot more goals. Yeah, no, I do. I do. So the questions were, uh, who will win the league? Who's going to be a top four? It's quite tricky, this. Basically asking you to uh, pick the top four. Also, who will finish fifth and sixth? And who will get relegated? And who will win the domestic cups? And who will be the man to watch for the season? So that's a lot. This could be a whole new... whole. Um, so we're going to do touch on this a little bit, and you know we'll pick some of the, the most the interesting ones, yeah. and then and then we'll talk about ours. Obviously, 
Peter Harkness says Chelsea to win it. Uh, top four, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Everton. So he puts Everton in the Champions League place. Fifth, the shite. That's, he said that, not us, not before us, you get on our backs. Sixth, United. He thinks West Brom, uh, so Victor and Anachiri. Uh, Alan Ayrin. Alan Ayrin, yeah. Uh, West Brom, Leicester and Burnley to go down. Everton win the FA Cup. Uh, and City win the League Cup. Man to watch, Diego Costa. Well, he made a bright... Uh, so that's an FA Cup and top four double for Everton. He made a bright impression last night, didn't he, on his, on his, on his debut. Scored in 58 seconds or something, didn't he? Diego Costa in the... Uh, for, I can't remember who was he playing, but for Chelsea. And he scored twice. So What, in a friendly? Yeah. Well, that wasn't, that wasn't his debut because he scored last week for them against Wolfsburg. I must have been at Stamford Bridge. Sorry. Uh, right, OK. Yeah, sorry. First time he was at Stamford Bridge. Uh, so a few others uh, Lee EFC Stevens says City's going to win it so the top four will be City, Chelsea, Arsenal, United Liverpool 5th Everton 6th Villa, Burnley Leicester to go down FA Cup United League Cup Arsenal man to watch Diego Costa ok so. uh, Mark Crabtree says uh, City is champions City to win the league Chelsea 2nd Arsenal 3rd Liverpool 4th uh, Everton 5th United 6th he believes West Brom Burnley and Southampton will go down uh, City win the FA Cup we win the League Cup and the player of the season will be James McCarthy no. well you know you never know I think he'd have to have an outrageous season to be recognised I think he's got, he's got to add goals hasn't he as player of the season across the whole league with ourselves if he played for Chelsea maybe or you know City it'd be easier but to play for Everton in the role he plays he's going to have to go if, some if he has if he adds 10 goals to his game I, I think you know he could be up there but I don't think he's going to do that uh, a few others uh, I've got one Keith Smith uh, City to win it City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool 5th, uh, 6th United and Spurs Relegated Burnley, QPR, West Brom, FA Cup, Arsenal, League Cup, Liverpool, Man to Watch, Andros Townsend. Bizarre choices there. He's not having Everton in the top six or to do anything. Yet he has Liverpool four and Liverpool winning the League Cup. I wonder if our page got infiltrated by one of those uh, dirty red men there. I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know. People's opinions. People are more, some people are more realistic, stroke optimistic, stroke pessimistic than others. So true. Uh, Jake has said Chelsea to win the league, uh, Chelsea, City, Arsenal, Everton top four, uh, Redshire fifth, Spurs sixth, uh, West Brom, Leicester, Burnley to go down, FA Cup, Arsenal, League Cup, City, uh, Man to Watch, Diego Costa, Man to Watch for Everton, Mo Besic and Big Rom. Uh, Michael Blakey, uh, Chelsea win the league, City second, Liverpool, Arsenal fill out the Champions League places. United Spurs uh, fill out the top six, so no top six finish for Everton. FA Cup United, League Cup, someone shit and we'll be out in the third round. Uh, down, West Brom and Javion, Villa and Leicester, all after taking four points from us. So they're the teams that are going to cost us, he thinks? Well, I think he's just a very negative person there because everything seems to be a bit of a hit at Everton. Uh, and his man to watch is Eric Lamella, Tottenham's record signing. He was rubbish last season. Yeah, played by injury last season. When he wasn't, when he had a run out, he didn't really do much. But 
you know, he does seem like an exciting player. So, right, let's forget these amateurs' predictions now. <laughs> these amateurs, and, and let the professionals take over. Have, have, where are they? Oh, we haven't got any, so we'll have to have two more amateurs' uh, predictions, and that's mine and yours. You don't make predictions? No, I don't. Are uh, you going to make predictions now, are you? Yeah. Right, no, okay. I think I made predictions on, on, on league. I just don't like to do scores. Right, okay. So, we'll start off. Should we do our top fours to begin with? Yeah, I don't think... I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to try and be realistic on it. I'm going to go. This is my top four as I see it. I think Chelsea are going to win the league. And I think they're going to win it by a good few points. I can see City finishing second. Arsenal third. And then it's a three-way battle for fourth place. In no, fact, no. You've got to pick one. It's a two-way battle for fourth place between Man United and Everton. I, do, I don't, don't think Liverpool are going to be anywhere near the side they were in last season. Uh, they've lost the best player. I certainly can't see Sturridge doing what he did last season. Uh, and the players they brought in, I don't think particularly improved their first 11. Uh, so, um, I'm going to go... I'm going to say United finish fourth and Everton finish fifth. With Liverpool in sixth. Uh, do you know what? I, I, I keep changing my mind about this, but talking about Arsenal, I think Arsenal are going to do it. I think they're going to. I think I don't think he's going to be the final piece of the jigsaw. Um, I think they've strengthened the squad. I think Ramsey being back, if he can keep him fit, they get Walcott back. They get Oxley Chamberlain coming back. You know, it doesn't matter who they play up front, really. I mean, you know, as long as they got someone semi-decent, he can score a handful of goals. Uh, so he can alternate between Giroud, maybe throw Walcott up there for a few games. If Suno goes a little bit better, which he had a good pre-season, I think, I think Arsenal are going to do it. I think City second, Chelsea third, Man United fourth. I think it's going to be neck and neck for fifth and sixth between Liverpool and Everton. I think. Liverpool are going to finish fifth. And I think Everton are going to finish sixth because I think that's rock from seconds. I think you're very right. You're right there. They've uh, they've lost a lot. They've lost the best player in the league. As much as I hate to say it, but I don't hate it as much now. He's gone. We can say it now. We can say it now. We, can say it now. we couldn't say it last year. Uh, you know the horrible little rat from last season has now turned into a Barcelona superstar. So that's all right. Um, but I think sec- from you said it's a, lo- a long way from United to go from seventh to fourth. I don't or eighth to fourth. I can't, did he finish seventh? I think it's a long way from Liverpool to drop from second uh, to sixth or seventh. So I think they're going to finish fifth. I think the pip is to it. I, I honestly do think that they could suffer from the same fate Tottenham suffered from last season, whereas they brought in. He's been like oh, yeah. a kid in a sweet shop. He's just gone out and splashed money everywhere. 20 million here, there and everywhere. I don't believe there's any real thought to it. And as I say, if you look on paper, you look at Liverpool's you know, best 11 last season that they could put out. How many of these players that they bought will actually crack into that 11? You know, I don't... Suarez has gone, obviously, so there's a place up for grabs. Maybe Lallana will come in. Maybe Lambert will play. But apart from that, you know... Is Lovren massively better than Skirtland Agge? No. I don't think so, no. You know, it, it's That's 20 million, 25 million this, for the uh, This Markovic kid they bought, I don't know. So I think they could make that drop. Um, talking about drops, who do you think are the three favourites to go down? 
QPR, Villa, and I think West Brom. I think I don't think Alan Irvine's got it in him. I think QPR will be fine. I think you know they're gonna have a different attitude to when he came up last time. I think Ferdinand and Cork are at centre half. Burnley. Yeah, I think I think Burnley. Leicester. Oh, it's it's hard, isn't it? Burnley probably will finish bottom by a you know a very small points tally. Um, Leicester won't be much further ahead of them, and I think Villa possibly to join them because Villa have. Villa have bought strangely this summer. They've bought in quite a bit of experience, but I don't know. It's not very good. It's, it's weird because for the last few seasons they've they've been all about this youth policy and and, bringing, and now all of a sudden he's decided he wants Alan Hutton back. He's going to start playing Charles and Zogbier again. He's he's bought Joe Cole. It just just doesn't make sense to me what what they're doing. So I don't know. I might revise my. It's it's so so difficult to judge when when you think about. You think about it, and yeah, Burnley and Leicester. You just, I think Leicester might be the one to do it because. No, I don't know. They've got a good goalkeeper, in Michael Avenue, but you can make some mistakes. Yeah, uh, I I think they're guaranteed to go down with Burnley. So then I think there's only one real relegation place off for grabs and all that. And I, I'm not a hundred percent sure whether I'm saying it'll be Villa, but that's what my heart says. I want to go Brom. down. I'd rather see Villa go down. Oh, I'd rather see Villa go down, yeah. definitely. I mean, I, I wouldn't want West Brom to go down because I think you know, we'll have a soft spot for Victor and Alan Irvine. Cup competitions. Are we doing this from do we where we believe Everton will get to? Or are we saying who we think no, will win? No, just say who you think will win it. I think we will win a, a cup. I don't know which one. I don't care which one particularly. I'd rather win the FA Cup. But if we win the League Cup, I'd be happy with that. If we win the Europa League, I'd be happy with that. I, I think if we if we went all in for Europa, I think we'd have a really good chance. I think our league form... I think you're forgetting just how tough the Europa League gets at the, the end stages when you start getting Champions League teams coming down and yeah. you start to order you know, we some on, big European teams. But we were on the brink of Champions League ourselves last year. We are a very good side. If we went it all in for it... I, I, I'm not convinced, but, you know... Any bit of silverware, and, I, and I'll be happy with that. And I think we're more well, than definitely capable. A boost. It definitely put us back on the map with silverware. Yeah, yeah. And so. I think we're more than capable. So I'm predicting Everton to finish fourth and to win a trophy. What, what's going on? I've just jinxed our season completely. I, I think we're going to finish sixth. I, I, don't, I think we'll have good runs. I think we have a good run in the FA Cup. We'll have a good run in Europa. I think we'll bow out in the League Cup because I think it's going to be down to uh, just... The backup side that we're going to pick isn't going to be strong enough in the League Cup, um, or we're not just not going to care about it enough. Um, I think City are going to win the League Cup. I think Arsenal might do a double FA Cup and um, the Champions League. I mean, I've got no idea to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> wait and see. Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. I think we're pretty much covered there. Um, yeah, so that's that's our predictions. Um, I think we've got a new feature have we not now on the podcast yeah no we have then let's not waste any further time johnny let's cue the music we're going to take you now to a far away land a far away land called australia sydney australia no carl in australia oh carl in australia yeah and when you think about australia what probably springs to mind is the greatest soap operas ever made prisoner cell block h Barbecues, beer, Fosters, Fosters, 
I said BF, but thanks for that input, Johnny. Yeah. Um, what probably doesn't automatically spring to mind is Everton supporters. No, it doesn't. And we've got the least sounding Australian input from Carl coming up right now. What what is Carl's accent all about? Is he is he Scouse? Is he Welsh? Or is he Australian? I don't know. We'll have to ask him to get him to uh, tell us about that next week. Yeah. Well, this is Carl. He's uh, you know helped us out with the podcast in the past. Um, he knows his stuff about the blues. He's going to be here every week with a bit of luck. Um, and let's hear what he's got to say. Hi guys, Carl from Sydney here. Looking forward to the new season. I think the Leicester game is going to be a ripper. Um, just uh, a few questions for you really. Looking forward to having my regular weekly um, section. Um, first one, uh, I just wanted to know what your guys' opinion are on our general defence. I like the look of our back four last year. I really think it's ready for Stones and Jagielka to start their partnership down the middle. Really hoping Coleman plays, because if he doesn't, I don't want Hibbert anywhere near the side. I'd rather Bessic or maybe McCarthy go in there. So just wondering what your thoughts are on that and the selection. Um, second thing I'd like to know is what's what's happening with the stadium? Um, really don't get any news on that, and I can only get what I can get on the internet. And just wondering whether you've heard a few whispers um, I really thought that the, the Barclay deal was going to be uh, you know, a stadium announcement. I'm a bit gutted when that didn't come in. But anyway, just wonder what your thoughts are on that one, whether you could discuss that one. Um, looking at the pre-season, it didn't look very good, did it, honest? to be honest? Sorry. Um, I don't suppose we'll be seeing guys like Long and Browning and Garber anywhere near the squad anytime soon. Um, really hope I'm wrong with that, but if you look at the numbers, it just doesn't add up. And um, yeah, that's it. So look, I'm looking forward to the season. I think um, Leicester's going to be a lot tougher than we think it is. But um, you know, I hope we can get three points and um, come on, you blues. So yeah, cheers for that, Carl. Um, in future, I think he's going to share his opinions rather than ask for ours. So and let us know what the situation is down in uh, in, in Sydney, Australia. What the vibe is about the blues, etc. Um, but it does lead us nicely into our Leicester preview. But before we go into that, though, what the stadium, we just want to address that situation. Um, we've heard now. Again, we thought it might have been an announcement for, this, for the stadium, um, the Ross Barkley contract signing. But no, we, we, apart from that, we've heard nothing, to be honest. Um, going into the Leicester game, some of the points you made there. Uh, the Hibbert point, I, I've got a bit of an issue with. Uh, I'd rather see Hibbert there than McCarthy or Bessage. I think going into playing players that much out of position, uh, I think you're going back into Moisey territory there. Um, I'd rather see Stones there or even Browning than Bessage or McCarthy. But uh, I can't see why Hibbert won't start. What about you? Maybe maybe Stones might come in instead though because he doesn't want to split up this Dan and Jags. Yeah, in all honesty, I, you know, I'm looking at the game on Saturday and I do honestly believe that I think we'll see Jags and Bistan start at centre-half. Uh, and I think that decision's been made easier for Martinez by the fact that you know Coleman is a doubt and hasn't really had a pre-season because I think we will see Stone start at right back on Saturday. Uh, that's my opinion. That that's what I do. But obviously, you know, I'm not paid to be manager of Everton. So what I will say about Stones at right back, you know, we had that disastrous little three or four game spell there last season, which you know, uh, when we we got that Samson over there, that that cesspool. Um, 
you know, and, and that was that was in that period. He had he had a half against Villa, I think it was, and he, he was just awful there. He just couldn't get to grips with that, you know, wing back position. But in pre pre season, he seems to have done all right with it. I think he had a little spell when he uh, came on for that brief appearance for England. That was at right back as well. So uh, he could he could he could come in there. Uh, I think it'd be quite harsh on Hibby playing again, playing a player out of position ahead of him. But I think he wants to get his first teamers in there. So I think what Hibbert has shown in pre-season is though you know his legs are possibly starting to go. Um, he's not done particularly great in pre-season. But Stones uh, hasn't. Well, no, but you know Hibbert's played they get right back against Leicester in pre-season. So um, it'll be interesting. But that that's I mean you know I would go with Stones. I would start Stones and have Hibbert on the bench. Uh, and then obviously we there's a lot of scope there to move things around and defence if need be we're saying Coleman's not going to make it though we, we agree on if that. Coleman it I, 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 think, it. I don't think he's going to I don't think he make it possibly might make the bench and then you could have Coleman on the bench instead of instead of Hibbert so uh, but I don't believe he'll make it at this point uh, and I do think we'll see Stones obviously Howard in goal yes Bainsey at left back yeah uh, as I say Jags and Distan um, and then right back I think we will see Stones uh, Barry McCarthy centre the park. I think it's got to be, hasn't it? it? Can't see any changes to that. Although Besic has been pushing for a place, but I think Besic, I, I think he's going to ease him in. Uh, yeah, I would. I would say you know. I think he'll be. He'll be. On, he'll be on a starting eleven soon, but I think he'll ease him in. Just the way Roberto seems to, have, you know, his management style. I think he'll ease him in. And then would you say Pienaar on the left, Barkley in the middle, and oh, right on the right. right side? Will we see Morales? Is it out to Morales and McGeady, do you think? I think it's got to be, hasn't it? No, Osman? Osman's more likely to go left, though, isn't he? So it's, it's, that's, that's a tricky one. He might go with Barkley on the right and um, Osman down the middle. Oh, off, off, off Naismith. <laughs> see, I, I, see, see I, I disagree because I think we will see Lukaku start the game. I honestly do. I don't think his fitness is going to be too far off. Um, it's not like let's an, face it, he's only played like in the World injury. Cup a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's not like he's an not injury fitness. To, no, exactly. Yeah. I think he will be fit. I think he'll surprise if he will be ready to go. Uh, so I think Lukaku He'll be hungry to start as well. Of course he will. I think Lukaku will start the game. Morales, possibly, because again... No, no, he did have an injury. He did have an injury coming out uh, coming out of the World Cup. He could surprise us, though. So, um, yeah, we may see, you know, Naismith start on the right, McGeady start on the right, Barkley start on the right. That's going to be the one position, I think, where there's a bit of question. Right wing, right back that right-hand side again. So I expect to see a lot of play go down our left-hand side for against Leicester. Uh, so we're going to need Bainsey and, and Pienaar to maybe get a touch of that old magic back. I, I think there were a few signs of that in pre-season. So I'm hoping they can rekindle that partnership. And I'm hoping with the prominence, I've said this before, of uh, Coleman coming in on the right, I hope that might uh, stop teams from focusing on breaking the Baines and Pienaar partnership up. So we'll have partnerships, like we said before, all around the pitch. You know, whoever's playing off Lukaku, maybe Barkley, that'll be a partnership. We'll have the partnership in defence. Um, we'll have Barry and McCarthy or Barry and Bessage or Bessage and McCarthy or Gibson thrown in there as well. You know, it's 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 going to be all about partnerships. Um, it should be a very strong bench as well when you think about it. It should be. I think, I think the only thing is, I think we've, we look weak when it, 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 like def- uh, in that right-back position. Not, I mean, not weak-weak. It's not like you're throwing in, you know, 
you know, a 15 year old or a 16 year old, you know, it's Hibbert, you know, he's all right. And he can do a good job there. What I just want to ask you before before we have a look at Leicester is, do you think there's any chance of any uh, of, of Roberto going in for actual squad rotation, rotation and resting the strongest players in the league uh, and giving them a run out in the cup instead? Certainly not at this point in the league. Oh no, no I mean maybe further on as the season goes on, he'll have to assess it on a game by game basis. See where things maybe looking a bit tired, may need a break. I think because of the the fixture congestion we're going to face this season then yeah there probably will be some of that but um, certainly not at this point in the season okay I think I think there might be but uh, I don't know I mean we'll, we'll see what, about, what, what can you tell us about Leicester Mark well I think one thing that a lot of Evertonians are doing is sort of already looking past Leicester obviously being a newly promoted side we did the same against Norwich last season we did exactly the same against Norwich um, you know a lot of people expect us to go out and, and beat them fairly easily uh, we are going to their ground. We are going to the King Power Stadium, as we found out it is now named. Um, and I think the first thing you've got to look at is just how well Leicester did last season. Um, they scored over 100 points in the Championship. They absolutely walked the league. Um, so you know, well, teams have done that before and then completely struggled. Haven't well, they? they have, and I think I think a thing that stuck out about Leicester is they did it with a lot of players without Premier League experience. Sometimes you get a club come up in the Championship. And you look through the team and you think, you, you know, nine or out of 11 of the players very well because they're all sort of, you know, ex-premiership. Similar to what QPR have come up with, basically, that sort of squad. Leicester never, if you have a look through the team, they, they didn't really have that. Um, they have added some players with premiership experience. Uh, obviously, Mark Albrighton from Villa. Uh, Matthew Upson's gone there now. So, they have added a bit of experience. But when you look at it on paper... You know, you can see why a lot of Evertonians are saying it should be three points for the Blues. Well, I hope so. I hope we get off. You know, last season we started off with uh, those three draws, um, and you know there was a, a few naysayers about already. But you know, we need to just kick on straight away because we've got Arsenal and Chelsea. So you know, we really need need to st- uh, start off with a, a, you know a point or three points. I think we've got to get we've got we've got to take three points. We've got to because. They're very tough games we've got coming up after it. What I would expect from Leicester is, even last even last year when they were walking the Championship, they're not big scorers. I mean, a top scorer last season was David Nugent with nine goals. And I think that was in something daft like 60 appearances or, or something. So um, I wouldn't expect them. I think if we score twice, we win the game. Yeah, I mean, I just hope the, the lax nature of... The games we've seen in pre-season, I hope that was just because Roberto has just go out and told, gone out and told them to just, you know, play, be calm and everything, and chill out. It doesn't matter. I hope that's what it is, and everybody's going to be completely focused on this, and there's going to be none of these like two short back passes or trying to dribble it out your own penalty area, or um, you know, I just hope there's none of that because if there's none of that, then we control the possession. If we control the possession. Uh, and we can get a good outlet, then I think that's you know the ingredients for a, you know a, a good performance from us. Looking at the game from an outsider's point of view, I think if you look at the two managers, I think Nigel Pearson will probably be happy with a draw. Of course, I mean you know would Roberto Martinez be happy with a draw? Do you think? I think it's banana skin. So yeah. So do you think that probably means this game could be a draw? 
No, not necessarily, but I don't know. You're, you're, you're the prediction man. What's your... Right, okay. What is it? Um, before we get to score predictions, man to watch. Um, someone you mentioned before, Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel's got to be, hasn't he? He's, 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 I uh, think so. He, you know, he, he didn't do too well uh, early on in his career. It was high expectations, obviously, because of his dad. Um, and then it took him a while to kind of get out of that shadow. And I think now he has, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's really turned into a it's good... A big, it's a big name. With the exception of possibly your surname being Casper Southall. It's a big. It's one of the biggest reputations to fill, really, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I I agree. I think we will create chances in the game, and I think Schmeichel could be the one who thwarts us out of out of anybody, really. So we will be the player to watch for Leicester from an Everton point of view. Um, as far as predictions go, I think we'll win two one. I'd have that. I mean, you just got to get points on the board. Chris, I mean, two goals from Big Ron. I hope I hope he plays. That's all I'll say on that. Um, so. But that's it. Start of the season. I can't believe it. It's like you know we had a, we, we had the uh, the World Cup there to soften the blow with no uh, footy over the summer, and you know it's all been about you know those four things we we hate hearing about you know the next forty eight hours, and uh, spend some money, Bill, and uh, you know it's only a friendly. And what was the other one? Um, the friendlies don't matter. Or it's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long season. It's going to be a long so, season. And now that's out the way because now we've got the season ahead of us, and now we can just put for, look forward to all the other pessimism. If we draw on Saturday, everyone's got us down for Roberto out and everything. So uh, the podcast should get back to the normal, familiar routine now. Of you know, we'll open up with our match pre uh, reviews even. Um, so next week, obviously, we'll talk about the Leicester game and what's going on. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll be Gary Neville, and you can be Jamie Carragher, Johnny. Hey, hey, no, hey. Uh, uh, and then we'll bring you all on the news and everything. <laughs> we'll have Carl come on and show us up by being better at presenting podcasts uh, than we are just, already. Just want to add to that, though. You know, we had, uh, we had we had a couple of people sending uh, voice clips, and you know, if you've got your thoughts on the game, um, just keep it down. You know, keep it short. We don't want like you know, we we we've got we've got like set things we've got to talk about, uh, or we want to talk about. But send it in, not better, just better at outlook.com. Easy to record a voice clip if you've got an iPhone or Android or whatever. Just send it and email it to us and a we'll try and fit it in somewhere. A match report, a point of view on anything Everton. Uh, the more we can get you talking on the show, the less we have to talk, which is probably a bonus for everybody. Um, yeah, and that's it. And hopefully this is the start of a great season for us to talk about. Yeah, thanks to everyone for listening uh, on SoundCloud uh, and on Podbean. If you are listening on those two, if you've got an Apple device, you can go and subscribe to us. Just search Not Bitter, Just Better on the uh, podcast or iTunes store, uh, and it'll go directly to your device. Um, if you've got an Android device, go and check us out on Stitcher, or you can just keep uh, following us on SoundCloud each week. Um, we have a YouTube channel, so we'll put stuff up on there. We are on the YNFA app. Our podcasts are up there every week as well. We're taking over the world, slowly but surely. No, no, not really. <laughs> but yeah, but thanks to everyone for listening. Just keep spreading the word for us, Blues. Everyone who shares it, you know, if you can get to like one or two Blues every time you share it, and just keep growing. Um, you know, we're just two lads from the Gladys Street, so we're not we're not pretending to be you know proper pundits or anything like that. We just want to talk to you, Blues, about Everton and about other things going on in footy. So you know, we want you to talk to us about it as well. So thanks to everyone for listening. Mark, final word. Well, four final words. Come on, you blues. 